welcome back to another episode of Let's Remake a Movie. Prepare to have your mind blown by horrendous plotlines, unforgivable mashups, and so many explosions. Podcast not sponsored by Michael Bay. Suit up, strap in, and let's remake a movie. So, this, I think, is an excellent idea for a mashup. Because it's, you know, one, they obviously both drive cars, but it's a lot of insanity. Just rewatching Blues Brothers, there's so much crazy car chase stuff that would merge very well with the Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's just both just insane craziness in cars. It's also, in some ways, the opposites that attract because Blues Brothers doesn't pretend it's anything besides ridiculous. And Fast and the Furious is uber gritty, uber serious, and that's what makes it ridiculous. Oh yeah, well, because it's ridiculous with people driving cars out of the windows of hotels and The Rock flexing out of a cast, which is the greatest moment in the history of cinema. Oh my God. (laughs) It is, Laura. Just accept it. It, Did you guys see my name? Yeah. um, In in our uh, squad cast recording for tonight, not a sponsor, but they could be. Josh's name is The Rock Better Flex Through an Arm Cast tonight. A sentiment which I totally agree with. But basically it's, you know, the, the the Fast and Furious, it's very, like, ridiculous, but they treat it super seriously. Like, Vin Diesel talks about, you never turn your back on family. So it's this, it's that kind of stuff where it's, like, the uber-seriousness of Fast and Furious mixed with the kind of deadpan humor of Belushi and Aykroyd would make it work very well. Good contrast. So, yeah, can we be real that Fast and the Furious is nothing but soap opera for men? Can we just, can we just like, put that up? For car guys, I shouldn't say... Oh, that's, I think yeah. that's the appeal. I think and I think that's the appeal is that it's like it's soap opera but with jack dudes punching each other and fast cars. Yeah. I mean there's people who die, there's like identical twin mistakers, there's people who get amnesia like especially with like the whole like Letty subplot, it's basically a soap opera. A soap opera but with cars and the rock flexing through a cast. Oh, so it's a much it. better version of a soap opera. I'm going to add that to the drinking shot list. So every time we mention The Rock and flexing? Yes. Okay. That you're, again, that's going to replace Star Wars references for the night, which mean, means Laura is going to get... Betcha it won't. Betcha it won't. So <laughs> when I was doing my research for tonight on YouTube, I came across an interview with Vin Diesel, and he was so creepy to the reporter oh my god he was like borderline rapey oh god. it was it was really creepy yeah oh god that's so weird you know it's for triple x here let me see and i mean nobody's i i, I mean i i can't remember the last time i watched triple x also y'all y'all did research for this i mean i watched the movies i was gonna say how much research is there to be done about fast and furious now that's true. I haven't seen all of them, so I wanted to kind of. Oh my get a god! Quick who has? Aren't they? Through. If they're like the Land Before Time or High School Musical, aren't they up to like five by now or twelve or something? They're at eight. They're at eight. Isn't the next one going to space? Oh, they better go to space. Christ no, seriously, there's no reason. Is for there not anything to go to space. else left? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they've broken all boundaries of humanity. Do you think the rock would flex out of a spacesuit? <laughs> oh, and he should be able to dying. Breathe, he should be able to breathe in space. Like that should absolutely happen. I don't know how, but I have a feeling someone in Hollywood will be able to figure it out. You know how, so, Laura? Because he's the rock. That's how. That's the only explanation so you need. Let me just say I had a vision of this like plot. And I'm gonna throw it out there, right. and y'all can say that it sucks. But here's like my my premise. Are you ready for this pitch? Go for it. Let's make because I think it makes for better fodder. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel as Belushi and Aykroyd as the Blues Brothers trying to get the band back together, but the band is the band of drivers because they have a job they have to do. Hmm. I was a Fast and the Furious man when it first started because I was dating someone who was super into cars. And so <laughs> I really appreciate the work that Paul Walker did. I think, you know, it was really unfortunate how he died. And I feel like 
he we don't hold many things sacred here on let's remake a movie but i think maybe let's like leave him as maybe if we cast him we cast him as the nun who gives them the job because <laughs> it's the mission from god but god is paul walker i don't know and, and in that vein though uh connor had texted me earlier today i had sent him a meme and he said that you know that meme when i run for office is going to cost me the state of georgia i'm like what i wanted to respond with well Tonight I'm going to make some Paul Walker jokes that are going to cost me the states of New York, California, and Hawaii. <laughs> oh but you know, I'm inclined to agree, especially because the only way that you know we could really include Paul Walker would be, you know, it's sort of in the same vein of what the Blues Brothers did, and that would be to recast him as John Goodman, which I think is a horrible decision. Uh, Blues Brothers 2000. We don't need to talk about that. Just like there was only one Blues Brothers movie, there were only three Indiana Jones movies. So that's all. That's let's. Let's move on. Although I was actually thinking, Laura, we could have the Fast and Furious crew interact with Jake and Elwood Blues. So it's the two of them working together. So it's like Belushi and Aykroyd have to raise money for the for the church. But then they run into Vin Diesel, who's, a, who's impressed with them because they're such good drivers. And Belushi and Aykroyd are being chased by the cops. But the cops are led by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I see how you're doing this. Okay, that's that's a better mashup. Yeah, because it's like you get the you get all the characters together. Because typically we've replaced characters. This is going to be like we have both casts. Yeah, I mean, and Belushi has passed away too. So like you know, we we're we're gonna take a dead dude from each of the franchises and stick them back in there, whether they like it or not. So Paul Walker jokes are back on the table, Sean. I think so. We got Belushi and Aykroyd joining up with Vin Diesel and the Fast and Furious gang because he th- like because they need to get money for the orphanage. But the way they should do it is to join in on one of Vin Diesel's ists. Okay, so who gives the Blues Brothers the Save the Orphanage dealio? Is it still the nun? Let's keep it the nun. Let's keep it simple. That, that scene is too iconic to leave out. Yeah, and pl- I, and this her smack like them saying Jesus Christ and her smacking them on the on the hand repeatedly. It's pretty great. It's it's we got to keep that in there. But so because in the original they like they they do a bunch of stuff to raise money. Like they play at a dive bar. What if for this one they play at a dive bar? They play some they play some country music and then Vin Diesel sees them at the dive bar when he's drinking a Corona, just chilling out. Him and Paul Walker, and then the. They're about to, they have to run away from the cops and who's chasing them, but the rock and the rock has to go chase. And then the uh, Vin Diesel sees Belushi and Ackroyd driving away and he's impressed with their skills and says, I heard you need money. Uh, you could help me with my latest job. And then that's what's what out there. This sounds like it was not the first time you thought about this. It actually was, believe it or not. Oh my like, God. like like the way you're writing this, it sounds like the perfect movie for Connor Finnerty. Yeah, I mean, it, does. it may be the perfect movie for Connor. Uh, too many Star Wars references, Finnerty, but that, but it that, was one that I just came up with over the weekend preparing for this. Sure. It's okay, okay, Laura. I, I hear I hear your skepticism. <laughs> I can. Hang on. It was your best insult for Laura saying her own name in a funny way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I wasn't coming up with an insult really at that time. Aww. I was like, listen, it's maybe, maybe the so coming coming from Connor, too many Star Wars references, Finnerty to Laura, way too many coffee shops, darling. And I'll, <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> okay, so uh-huh. I'm gonna take a coffee shot. Oh, go. that's a good. That's a good. That's- so I think. We have to reiterate just because it's our movie and we're remaking it. Yes. So is this like we're literally redoing the first Fast and the Furious movie so that this is Vin Diesel and he has this like gang of car drivers for heists and stuff like that. And he is and Paul Walker is being integrated into that crew already as like a spy or is he already in there? Um, I I think that we should have it we should have it be like the later Fast and Furious movies where it's just a cartoon because where the, where they totally drop any pretense of reality and it's just be, us like basically superheroes driving cars that's what it, I feel like it should be like because it's a thousand times more entertaining that way. Correct. Okay. Yes. So this group has been 
pardoned by the U.S. government, the, the mm-hmm. Vin Diesel's car, car, car guys, yes. has been pardoned by the U.S. government for assisting out in whatever the fuck went down in Mexico. And, <laughs> <laughs> who watches that fucking movie? And they're back in the United States doing their thing. And, of course, you know, there's, like, a couple of, of things that they still have to do. And so they're, like, on the side, they're still kind of back to their old shenanigans. Yes. If not, but they, like, they pretend it's legitimate by having car races at night. So these illegal car races, and that's how they're still raising money. But on the side, they're still heisting. So, like, if anyone asks, hey, where'd you get all this money? They'd be like, oh, we illegally race cars at night, which doesn't seem as bad as, oh, we steal shit during the day. Yes. I was going to say, it's never a good idea if your cover for a crime is another crime. (laughs) plausible deniability. Plausible deniability, man. That's like... It's totally there. Oh, I mean, man. yeah. I, I, I stand by it. Too busy robbing the bank. <laughs> it's like I couldn't possibly have been murdering that dude because I was over at another place, like committing petty larceny or like graffitiing a building. Like, why would in a God's name would you admit to another crime? It's true. To be in order to give yourself an alibi for a crime that doesn't make any sense. So you must be telling the truth. That's and Lord, <laughs> what you do for a living. <laughs> I plead the fifth of Jack. <laughs> Laura is a lawyer, and she's going to be getting out of, out of so many legal problems in the future. It's like that's just or a, into them, <laughs> or into them and out of them. Maybe you know that might be more exciting. But so yeah, so we got it as like Fast and Furious later movies where it's a cartoon. I'm thinking that the the there's a drag race that Jake and Elwood Blues, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd race Vin Diesel to get some money, they beat him, and then that's out, and that's what impresses him initially. But are we having the musical numbers? Are we having, because like in the original Blues Brothers, we got Ray Charles, we got Cab Calloway, uh, James Brown's in there. Are we having all those? I feel like that could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All right, cool. So I'm not sure what we would do with them in the context of us just of, of us talking about it while the three of us are drinking and Sean is eating pasta. Can I just say, like, this won't be in the scene that we're in, but I want to cut to like act three of the movie. Just like in the Blues Brothers, they have kind of encountered Dwayne the Rock Johnson a couple yes. of times. And the Blues Brothers are like, come on, man, we can tell that you're not one of these stiff cops. We can totally tell you're one of us, man. You've got You've got music in your soul and you've got like the thrill of the chase in your blood. You should totally join us. And as we all know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson does have a good singing voice because he was in Moana. So maybe just, yeah. So maybe just like Cab, they like kind of seduce him in and he starts singing with the Blues Brothers and that's how they gain him. Oh, that's how they get him on the team. I love that. Cause yeah, cause like, cause I would totally love Dwayne the Rock Johnson singing with the Blues Brothers band. That yeah, like trying to resist it at first, like trying to be all like, no, I have the du- duty of the law to uphold, blah blah blah, yeah. and you guys are going down. Oh, wait, I have to do more Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Listen, no, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not joining you guys. I'm a member of the law. I'm, not, and you're working outside the law. You're working with that punk ass Vin Diesel, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one to bring you assholes down. You jabronis down. <laughs> that was pretty good. So so I don't know if it's as good as my Alan Rickman, but it's pretty good. So he comes up to him and he corners him somewhere. It's some in some seedy dive after a race because he follows him there. Maybe he was even off duty, but he catches him anyways and he and he says, you know, I know I'm not on duty. I can't I don't have time to call for backup, but he corners them in this seedy little bar or whatever. And they're all there like laughing and, and having fun because they just finished uh getting away from the cops or having a heist or something or won another race and they're all sitting around being all friends and family and bullshit and he busts in, and he's like, Well, well, what do we have here? And they all have this like standoff until, you know, Elwood reaches out and says, come on, man, we know you're not like this. We know you've got it right down in your soul. And they start singing together and eventually they get him into doing it. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Vin Diesel is also a musician and he could very well be having the you know maybe there's even some competition at first i've seen some bass singers do this where they'll have a low note singing contest (laughs) they're both just singing and the floor starts rumbling maybe even not sound is coming out it's just sort of a 
kind of I say thing. that as somebody whose voice has gotten higher since they graduated from high school, so I can't really do it, but you see what I'm getting at. <laughs> All right. That can, I mean, that's, that's a possibility. I do love the idea of The Rock singing with the Blues Brothers. That sounds delightful. Oh, they would rock. <laughs> Hang on. I heard the groan from the listeners. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so we've got the Blues Brothers. We've got a heist planned. Do we need to detail anything about the heist or should it be some bank or some bullcrap? No, we have to have it against something or someone that's done them wrong. Because in these movies, like, you want to root for them, but, like, they're kind of the bad guys until you find out who they're robbing. So who are they robbing that so deserves to be robbed? What if it's some shady benefactor who's working with the Illinois Nazis from Blues Brothers? (gasps) We forgot all about the Nazis. Yes. So 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 they're so it's some shady. Sean, how did you let us forget the fucking Wait, Nazis? How about I, I? I mean, I'm constantly thinking about Nazis. I don't know how you guys aren't either. <laughs> so some shady benefactor who's working with the Illinois Nazis to create chaos, and the Fast and Furious crew working with the Blues Brothers have to stop them by robbing okay, all of I- their money. Can I add another layer in here as the plot princess? Go. Um, I would like to say that the orphanage is shutting down yes. because it's being purchased by some shady organization who wants to close down the orphanage, kick all the poor orphans out, and use it for their headquarters. And they find, dun, 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 halfway through, that it's the Nazis that are shutting it down. Yes. That they're the ones who are trying to buy the building. So in robbing from them... They're robbing them and their benefactor of the assets that they would need to buy the orphanage in order to prevent them from buying the orphanage. Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant, Laura. And by the way, this does the the fact that the Blues Brothers and the Fast and Furious crew are fighting against the Illinois Nazis would, in theory, uh, cause a turn away, a torn of the rock towards the Blues Brothers, towards our heroes. And then, the, and then he sings along, and then something else very important happens with the rock that allows him to overcome a physical impediment and allows him to gain full fighting form, which we'll get into later. By breaking through yeah. the cast. Josh, I was gonna get to that. God damn it! I was gonna, I was gonna make it a surprise. Oh, <laughs> we already spoiled that God. earlier, kind of. <laughs> okay, but I didn't say it was gonna be. Jesus. Okay, fine. You know what? All right, keep going with the damn plot. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, listen here, bitch. He's got to break his arm in order to do that. So yet, why don't you come up with a way that he breaks his arm before we start busting him out of casts that don't exist in our plot lines? All right, listen. So we need to get the rock in a cast, and the way for him to get, in a, get the best way to get the rock in a cast is for him to get in a fist fight with Vin Diesel. So there, the the we've got the crew together. We should have a couple musical numbers, maybe one with Ray Charles, maybe one with Ray Charles where there's a piano involved, maybe one with Aretha Franklin. So we get those musical numbers in, and then they pull their first ice. And then, as they're about to finish the first ice, the cops, led by The Rock, show up. When the cops show up, everybody else drives away, and then Vin Diesel is there to confront him. And then they get into a big, epic fist fight where they look like a bunch of bald scrotums fighting each other. And, and, then, and then, eventually, Vin Diesel is able to land one blow on The Rock, and, he's, and, he's, and his arm is in a cast. Wait, 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 wait. And he's still able— and- I'm going to stop you right there. Can we, can we have— can we have the rock actually end up in a full body cast? Like Vin Diesel blows up his car or something and you just see the rock engulfed in an explosion. And the next time you see him as a full body cast, the only thing you can see are his eyes. Can, can I also say that uh, as somebody who made a Paul Walker joke earlier, I find the image of two bald fighting scrotums to be entirely in poor taste. Okay. Let's <laughs> roll that back. Two incredibly jacked bald dudes. In an epic fist fight, just just mauling at each other, and then Vin wow. Diesel is able to land land a couple blows on the rock that breaks his arm, and he's and he's st- and he's sidelined for the rest of the action scenes. He's still able to mil- mil- wield like ha- wield handguns and stuff, but he's not able to do at the level that he was used to. And now we all know what Connor thinks of it. Now. So wait a minute, wait just a damn minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. That was incredibly detailed, dude. All right, wait. So, so this happens, and then they continue on their separate ways until they are confronted. He's confronted with proof that the Nazis are the ones that are buying the building, and so they're basically like persuading him, like you're helping the Nazis, like you, like that's a terrible thing. Hmm. I think we're forgetting one very important Blues Brothers plot point. The fact that everyone is out to kill them, but one person in particular, that if we omit, she will strike us down from the afterlife. If we strike her down, she will become more powerful than we could possibly imagine. We are talking drink. Drink! Well, well, (laughs) you're talking about Carrie Fisher, right? Yes, of course I am. Carrie fucking Fisher, being the girl that's trying to kill her ex-boyfriend, is one of my favorite parts of the Blues Brothers. So I feel like... She's got to be maybe like not like the Letty character, but she definitely has to be involved somehow. Oh, oh, she absolutely has to be involved. And also, how could I not make a Star Wars reference when we're talking about Carrie Fisher? <laughs> I know I set you up for that, bitch. You absolutely did, and I think I nailed it pretty well if I do say so myself. Pretty good. When somebody asks me if I'm going to make a Star Wars reference to, to, uh, for any episode, my response is, "I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it." <laughs> oh, Nobody even asked you for that one. I'm just no, making... <laughs> don't get a drink, woman. And when somebody asks Connor how consistently he'll miss a Harry Potter reference, he'll say, Always. I can't fucking with you guys. I can't fucking handle it. Oh, God. <laughs> My blood alcohol content got so high so quick, y'all. You knew who you were casting your lot in when you decided to do this show, Laura. I'm already done with it. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> oh, my God. I already two beers, so speed up. So we've got The Rock go and the police, The Rock is in a cash, going up against the Blues Brothers and the Fast and Furious crew. But the Blues Brothers and the Fast and Furious crew are also going up against the Illinois Nazis. And Carrie Fisher is hunting John Belushi. Fuck yeah. That's a good mix. Well, they have to get the information on the Nazis somehow. So how do they find that out? Okay, so they need. So they should. Okay, so they should be trying to get some money for the orphanage, and then like somebody that they're robbing from squeals about knowing something about the Nazis. But as they're about to go drive away from that and move on to their next next phase, Carrie Fisher is hunting John Belushi and confronts him. Mm. I have to think that uh, in true Fast and Furious form, I think they need to uh, basically find a Nazi, capture them, and basically uh, punch the information out of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It should be Vin, and Vin Diesel should be the one to do it. Yes. Vin Diesel punching Nazis is a very pleasing idea to me. It's That sounds it, delightful. Like, like like for me it's almost like it's what we were hoping we would get when it was announced he was in Saving Private Ryan instead of an emotional uh piece about, you know, the true uh grit and casualties of war. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, th- this is a more viscerally appealing version of Vin Diesel fighting Nazis. It's just more fun. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have a scene. You ready? Go. The interrogation scene. So somewhere on their travels, they run into a Nazi group somehow. And one of them stays behind and, and stares at the group and is, like, yelling obscenities at them and stuff. And, of course, these guys are all, you know, pumped up and they got all their cars behind them and all their weapons. And all of the other Nazis run away except for this lead Nazi because he still thinks his Nazi butthead bros are behind him and they're totally not. They've totally run away in that, like, comic 1980s fashion where they step up and he goes, we're going to get them, right, boys? And he turns around and there's fuck all nobody there. And so they take him. And they put him in a warehouse and they have some of the Fast and the Furious people with cars doing donuts around him, getting closer and closer and closer every time they ask a question. And he says, you know, nine, I'm not going to tell you. And they say, all right, guys. And they make the cars come closer and just making him more nervous. And finally, after like 20, 30 minutes of this, Fucking Elwood gets behind the wheel of the Bluesmobile and just slowly starts creeping up on this dude who's like tied in a chair in the middle of this warehouse. And you can just picture Elwood coming up right to the chair and just slowly trying to run this bitch over. Like the chair tilts and the car is still coming at him. And he's shouting out the window like, tell us where the papers are. (laughs) Who's buying the orphanage? And... I love and finally, like accent. right before, and right before he gets like sucked under the front fucking axle, he just yells out the name of the company that is helping the Nazis buy it, that's and everybody, 
Yeah, and and that and everybody backs up, and he goes, you know, you will untie me now, and they go, sure, we'll untie you, and they leave him untied, but over a bridge, like a very low bridge. And they're like, ready to untie him, boys? And he goes, no, no, this is not what I meant. One, no, no, please, two, no, no, I, I'm sorry. Three, and they like let go of the rope and untie him, and he just like spirals into the like the half a story water below and like flows away down the river. And then they go and they get back into their cars, and they say, "Anybody else hungry?" And they just keep going down the road. This sounds, that sounds awesome. That there, there there's your interrogation scene. <laughs> Laura's a lot nicer to Nazis than I would be. All right. It's, okay, but it's like a combo of an '80s movie where like despite. Blowing up a building with a bazooka, nobody died. Like you yeah, have to keep those, like the yeah, comedy aspect. Of it. Nobody's. Yeah, that's another thing about Fast and Furious and Blues Brothers is they don't really take like the deaths are not really taken seriously from all the explosions. It's all kind of just cartoony. Especially that like nineteen car pileup with all the police officers. Yes. Everybody just walks away. Everybody walks away. That's totally unrealistic. The crew has found out who's funding. The, so who's funding this operation? And now they really need to put a stop to it. But they're still being chased by The Rock and by Carrie Fisher. So we have to solve the Carrie Fisher problem. Okay. So let's let's make them make up. So how are we going to have this face off so that she forgives him or like makes or up? Or what if, because, because Carrie Fisher wants to take down John Belushi, and you know who else wants to take down John Belushi and the rest of his team? The Rock. So what if for a time Carrie Fisher teams up with The Rock? Oh my God, I would pay to see that fucking match. So would I. So would all of us. Yep. Box office smash. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it had happened more recently, Carrie Fisher would have just been like totally talking trash about The Rock the entire time, and it would have been hilarious. And The Rock still would have been a jack bald god. But so so we've got we've got Carrie Fisher teaming up with The Rock. But The Rock can't handle the high weaponry. He needs somebody else who's an expert with that kind, with those kinds of weapons. And Carrie Fisher mm. is able to join him. And she's got motivation to join him because she wants to take down John Belushi. Yeah, so maybe all of the cops are there, like, post one of those, like, heists or chase where they, like, missed him. And The Rock, with his, like, one good hand, not in a cast, like, bangs his hand against the cop car. He's like, damn it, I need, like, I need another right-hand man to take place of my right hand because I can't fire these weapons. I need an expert, people. I need someone with a strength and skill and drive to get this son of a bitch. And then just out, and then just out of the shadows steps Carrie Fisher and goes, I think I could help you with that. And she's got a fucking bazooka on her shoulder and she's smoking a cigarette. And then, and then the rock's just like, who's this, who's this princess Leia looking lady thinking she can help us take down the Fast and Furious crew? And then, and then princess, and then Carrie Fisher is able to show off her weaponry skills. And then the rock is immediately impressed and wants to yeah. join. Yeah, he, 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 look, he takes one look at Carrie Fisher stepping out of the shadows and goes, go home, princess. This is for the real men. And she just like, takes a drag of the cigarette, lets it drop, stamps it out with her heels, and then just takes out a gun and shoots a hole right through, like, his thumb and forefinger on the cast, like, putting a, a hole right through the middle of it, but not touching him. That's great. That's and, perfect. Yeah, and just, and just looks at him and goes, you know, like, you don't even have any credentials. And then she shoots him and goes, are those enough credentials for you? Or do you need another one? And and just she aims the gun. He goes, no, no. No, no. You're in. That's all. And then it cuts to black. <laughs> That's the scene. <laughs> and she says, what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> oh, there it is. I was wondering how we were going to get that in. Boom. I had a nickel for every time I heard that one. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Laura liked you for a second there, Sean. And now she hates you again. Uh, I could I could never hate any of you. We're like brothers in arms on this, guys. We're in the trenches now. <laughs> absolutely true. All these insane movie concepts. And half of us wondering, how do we get here again? Yeah. <laughs> in trenches. It's yeah. more like we jumped into like a volcano. Wait, so we're invading <laughs> Adam Driver's dreams now? What's the hell's happening with this? The, the that's that's an episode that's a reference to our earlier episode. Seth Rogen's Inception, where we have Seth Rogen invade people's dreams by getting hot. <laughs> yep, that was a thing that happened. And I'm damn proud of it, for one. Okay, so Carrie Fisher's joined up with The Rock, which I think is a fabulous yes. idea. And then they mm -hmm. should, there should be another chase scene where 
um, they're trying to rob they're, where the Fast and Furious crew is trying to rob some stuff, and then the the Rock sends his crew after the Fast and Furious crew, and then John Belushi just looks at him and is just like, "You can't take us down. You don't have anybody who's good with weapons." And then out comes Gary Fisher. And then John Belushi's just like, oh, oh shit. Fuck. So maybe what's happening is is that they're going like town to town, state to like around this area, trying to find all of the supporters of the of these of this bank and this benefactor and these Nazis to try to hunt them down. Because they figure like if we can steal their assets or if we can actually like find the paperwork for the orphanage, and they can't physically have it like there's a way that we can try to save this so they just they're just hunting them down and they're like robin hooding it all over these these tiny towns trying to steal from these different nazis like they'll hear like oh there's a small caravan leaving from this city and they're transporting like one of their like higher generals or whatever because he has to go in and and put a deposit in this bank of all of their nazi dues that they paid this month we're gonna cut them off and we're gonna steal it and we're going to steal their cars, too. And then we're going to leave them only in their underpants in the middle of the town square with swastikas, like, lipsticked onto their fucking foreheads. And that's what we're going to do. And so these heists that they're doing over and over and over again, like, the cops are catching wise a little bit to it. And so I think a big important one where, like, they're going to cut off, like, the actual benefactor himself, the guy who actually controls all of the money, is finally traveling from, like, wherever he's staying to like a hotel in town because he's going to sign the papers like the next day and they've planned this heist out to a T and that's the one that the police actually thwart because Dwayne the Rock Johnson shows up and they're and they're like you know hey what are you going to do you can't hit us we can drive too well and then Carrie Fisher like leans out of the side of the fucking Chevy Impala and she's just got this fucking bazooka and they're like oh shit and so she actually is able with her help able to stop them and that's why they're all in that bar later that night, like commiserating, like, what are we going to do now? Holy shit. Like, what do we do? And that's when the rock joins them and like hunted, hunted them down, like off hours. And it's like, why are you guys doing this? Why are you only targeting these people who somehow have very, 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 very far right wing aspirations of grandeur? What, you know, what are you doing? And they present him with all of the, this evidence that they've stolen from these Nazis as they've been taking them down. So they've got like, you know, emails and articles and, and letters and all this proof that they present to him, like you're working for the wrong side, dude. Which then leads up to, they all get to plan the final heist together to attack where whatever office and bank where this guy is going to be to hand over all of the finances and money that he's somehow been able to scrape together despite the fact that the blues brothers and the fast and the furious crew have like stolen half of it from them and they're going to take him down mid like mid mid signing in order to either take like the papers or convince him not to or just steal all of his assets so he doesn't have the money to pay for buying this orphanage away from them Mm, I like that. That's very good. That's perfect. So how? So what? So who's doing what in the final heist? Okay. So before that, before that, we gotta have a reason to. We gotta have a re like we should have one comeback moment where The Rock is like he's presented with all this evidence and he's still in the cast, but then he but he's still not skeptical of it. He's still not convinced. But then he's like, the Blues Brothers are putting on a concert and watches the concert and he's just chilling out. But then they bring him up on stage and he sings with them and crushes it. And, he, and, he's, and he's immediately endeared to them. And that's when he's convinced to join with them, like with that earlier scene we were talking about. Yeah. So it's got to be some song that they're singing about, like, like the truth or like justice or something like that. Like something that's really inspiring him. Cause then, and maybe we can even, we even have like a moment where the rock is like listening to the music. And maybe we even have a slight small cutaway where we see like Dwayne, the rock Johnson's character, like as a child, like playing like cops and robbers or something like the reason why he became a cop was truth and justice in the American way and all of that stuff. And it like, really gets to his heart and soul and the soul is where they get you and that's when yeah. he and that's, that's when he decides like i'm on the wrong side of this fight i have to join these guys yes and then then but he's still in the cast so he looks out at the building that they're gonna rob and says daddy's gotta go to work 
and he flexes out of the cast and is back to full strength. Yes. And, and while he does that, Soul Man plays in the background. Yeah. 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 That's the yes. That's the two ideas together. That's perfect, Sean. That's what this fucking podcast is all about. Woo. On a dusty road. Road. That sounds fantastic. Oh my god, I like because in the original, like because it's Fast and Furious Seven. Don't laugh, Laura. <laughs> I'm sorry. They made a seven. <laughs> oh, they god. made. I think they made eight, and they're working on nine as we speak. This, and it's and it's called F nine. <laughs> no. So okay, if they made nine Fast and the Furious movies. You know that that means that somewhere out there, there is a producer dumb enough to make Pineapple Express 4. What the fuck are we going to do, you guys? We're going to make some money off it is what we're going to do. <laughs> and, if they don't have Pineapple, and if they don't have Pineapple Express 4, being about them invading Adam Driver's dreams so they can get him in Seth Rogen's movie, we're going to sue. And who's going <laughs> to be the lead lawyer on that case, Laura? Who's going to be the lead lawyer on that case? Not fucking me. <laughs> oh, who else is it going to be? I got to be, be a witness, bitch. Oh, we're gonna. You mean we're gonna have to pay for a lawyer? This sucks. The the Soul Man thing is perfect. So, but in Furious Seven, it's just in Fast and Furious Seven, it's just like like really super dramatic like music with lots of percussion. But after that, but but in this, having it be Soul Man, and maybe what if Soul Man was the song that The Rock sings because he would crush that. Yeah. But that's that's the song that plays. And then that's what convinces The Rock to join up on them. So the final ice, Vin Diesel, the Blues Brothers, and the whole Fast and Furious crew raiding the building of the Illinois Nazis. And they, it goes well at first, but then the Illinois Nazis bring reinforcements. And they're about to get, like, it's going to be, it's the classic action movie scene. Like, prepare your drinks. At the end of the first Star Wars, the, the rebel fleet is about to get destroyed, but then Han Solo comes to save the day. Like, and this, the... The, the Fast and Furious crew is getting mauled by the Illinois Nazis. They're outnumbered. They're outgunned. They're outmanned. But then the police show up, and then the, and then the Blues Brothers are just like, oh, crap. But then The Rock drives through and saves all their lives. Yeah, because The Rock has to be like, stand down, because he's talking to the cops, because he used to be one, you know? So he shows up, and, they're, and he's like, stand down, man. And they're like, wait, but sir. And he goes, no, this is, you guys got it all wrong. And maybe he gives them instructions to, like, secure the perimeter so, like, no more new Nazis can get in and join the forces, you know? But meanwhile, Carrie Fisher is still there. So she shows up with the rest of the police. And she's, like, ready to fucking take Elwood out. So somebody or something has got to convince her to stand down. And it's sure as shit ain't going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So who's Who's, it going to be? Who's going to tell her to get in the fight or who's going to tell her to stand down? If we can get a little meta for a moment. <laughs> yes, please. Then perhaps it should be Dan Aykroyd, without even saying a word, just, you know, slowly approaches her, you know, in that stoic way that Dan Aykroyd does. And, you know, basically puts his hand out on the bazooka, slowly lowers it to the ground, and then kisses her deeply because once upon a <laughs> time they were engaged. Fuck off, really? Yep, Carrie Fisher dated and was briefly engaged to Dan Aykroyd back in the 80s. Fun fact. No, that works. I'm cool with that. Plus, I mean, you know, they've got all the, you know, sex and, you know, dudes with big rippling muscles and stuff like that. That also makes no fucking sense. Might as well just, you know, lean into it. So just just to tie it back in the movie, can he, like, force her to lower the bazooka and then take her into a crazy big embrace but he takes his his uh his hat off first and then just kisses her deeply. And then when he's done with the kiss, goes, Daddy's gotta go to work and puts his fucking hat back on and walks That's back awesome. into the fight. There we go. <laughs> and Carrie Fisher in the most uncarry Fisher way, but the most fast and furious dame way. It's just like, oh my <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh my God. What the hell voice was that, Laura? That, that's what I that's what I imagine damsels in distress would say after being passionately kissed on the battlefield and told to stay out of the fucking way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. Um, okay, so so when The Rock and Carrie Fisher get there, they turn the tide and they're able to defeat the Illinois Nazis. And the way the cat the chief of the Illinois Nazis should be defeated 
is the rock goes up to him and he's just like, is that what you think? You think white people are the master race? Uh, it doesn't matter what you think. And the rock hits it, like punches him and hits on the ground and then hits him with the people's elbow and bang. He's dead and all the Illinois Nazis are defeated. I do get some perverse joy of uh, Nazis being beaten up by uh, I mean, people plus being race. beaten up by the most all-American actor imaginable, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So it's a win-win. The epitome of America is somebody of a very mixed and diverse background who is accepted and by who, all and, and in the most, like, traditionally masculine American forms of entertainment, pro wrestling and action movies. Go The Rock. You're the man. The flag is at full mast. Moving on. Wait, wait. If the can we have all the Nazis be played by different WWE wrestlers, <laughs> like, like Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker. I feel like that's terrible, but also amazing. And also, it would set up as the climactic battle an epic WWE style showdown where it's The Rock going up against these res- these wrestlers playing the Illinois Nazis. So The Rock going up against all these WWE people. You could also have the rest of the crew trying to defeat these WWE people playing Nazis and it all and it and they're overpowered. Like Carrie Fisher is able to hold her own with some of the weaponry, but it's a struggle. Um thankfully she's not chained to a giant slug, so she's able to hold herself pretty well. Laura drank, that's a Star Wars reference. God in heaven, I'm out of alcohol. Jesus, <laughs> Connor, hard. you're going to have to call her an ambulance. <laughs> Connor, she's no, like a Jar Jar Binks impression away from the All right, I would never do a Jar Jar Binks impression for my own dignity's sake. So, Laura, you're fine. Kind of like, so like, I have to start sucking the alcohol out of my deodorant sticks if you pick okay. it up. Like, Jesus Laura's like, Christ. is there any mouthwash To be fair, we have Carrie Fisher in the <laughs> damn movie. This isn't any more than when we had Adam Driver in the damn movie. Yeah, but it made more sense than I'm that fucking one. Right up. Okay, okay, we, we, that's true. We hadn't come up with the Star Wars references equals drinks uh, meme yet. So we got everybody going up against the Nazis, the the WWE guys playing Nazis. They're struggling, but the Rock's able to take them all out, and eventually he's able to defeat them. And this uh, this saves the orphanage, defeats the Nazis, and generally solves everything. So, but. Seeing as how this is Fast and the Furious, we need to set up at least eight sequels. <laughs> so here's the here's the problem is that when it's all said and done, they're still criminals. Like they still stole stuff, even yeah. though it was from bad people. So at the end of Blues Brothers, like the Blues That's Brothers go do. to jail. So I, I still think that there should be like someone who takes the fall hmm. for it. How about it's the Nazi that jumped over the bridge? Yes. Ooh, that's perfect. They frame them and they go on the run. Fabulous. That's perfect. I love it. So they so they've stolen like his wallet, his 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 Nazi carrying swastika card so that they can like plant it at the scene. <laughs> and yeah, and, and they and they leave it at the scene with like a, a a handwritten a terribly handwritten note that says like I did it in his name <laughs> and the cops fucking buy it. And I love so, how you did his voice for that. Yeah, right. I did it. So there also has to be repercussions for like the rock. Like he broke ranks, like he jumped over to the other side. So it's like he's gonna get fired. Could we have like a movie about him trying to like redeem himself and stuff? That would be oh, the spin-off. will be fine. Oh. <laughs> well, no, that would be the spin-off, because there's actually a rock spin-off movie in Fast and Furious called Hobbs and That'd Shaw, sure. where it's The Rock and Jason Statham. So we could have a rock spin-off movie in this. Okay, so also maybe just like in like one of the Die Hard sequels, like this Nazi's brother comes and finds them and be like, like you framed my brother or like you set up my brother or whatever. That's good. Or we could use that for one of the Blues Brothers Fast and Furious sequels. Mm, There you go. What does that Nazi sound like? What does he sound like? It's an easy setup, you jackass. Shit, I don't know. Uh, well, it was a setup for your Alan Rickman impression, but, you know. Oh, the, oh, that's what that was. Hello. Hello, everybody. I hope you've all enjoyed your alcohol consumption, at the at which occurred as a result of Connor's incessant Star Wars references. It's like he hasn't even seen any of the other feature films in his 27 years on this earth. What an uncultured swine this man is. Thank you, thank you.
I hope that you know my cat just sprinted out of the room when you did that. That was that crashing noise you just heard. I thought I did a good job with it. I'll have you know. I think so, too. I think it was terrifyingly good. That's why he ran. It was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, thank you. I'm very, it's I'm okay, very glad. Snickers, it's not the real Alan Rickman. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I should put that on my LinkedIn profile. Connor Finnerty does a good enough Alan Rickman impression to, stay, to scare cats. Don't even say that. Just say that your profession is Alan Rickman. <laughs> next, next time I have a job interview on the phone, I'll just say, hello, I have excellent qualifications for this position. I was reviewing your resume. Uh, it says your last job was Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> and on the resume, it has his filmography on it. <laughs> and that's or right. Like you, like you worked for Alan Rickman? No, uh, not quite. Uh, I embody Alan Rickman. I inhabit this man's personality. I impersonate his voice. I embody his essence. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Laura, <laughs> all right. What if we, like, imagine if we had done a double duty of drink every time I make a Star Wars reference or impersonate Alan Rickman. I don't think we have enough revenue to settle all those lawsuits. That's yeah. we probably yeah, right. don't. The, the viewers are going to end up just going to, they're going to have to put an IV bag full of liquor just to uh, keep <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So we've got one of the sequels set up. We've got, so where it's um, the Nazi's brother, um, who sounds like Alan Rickman, maybe. So we've got, we should have, we should have one sequel where they go to space. We should have one sequel where Jason Statham is the bad guy. We should just keep yeah. making sequels where every character rotates as the bad guy. Sure, why not? Because <laughs> like, one, one time they get brainwashed, one time they have an accident and they forget who they are. Yeah, and oh, we forgot, we forgot the, in the main plot of the movie, we forgot the most important line is, you never take your back off, you never turn your back on family. So, Vin, here's, what, here's how we should put it in. This will be, this will put a bow on it. The Vin Diesel, so in the final action scene with the with the Illinois Nazis, Vin Diesel, John Belushi, and Dan Aykroyd are all about to get killed. And then The Rock comes back in, storms through, saves all their lives. And, and then John Belushi asks, why'd you come back? And then The Rock says, you never turned your back on family. And then joins the fight. Yes. It's perfect. Nice. It's oh, man. This one turned out awesome. This and is there's a lot of there's a lot of merchandising you can do too because you know all you have to do is have like a couple of you know drinks and accessories in the cars and then you know you can pick you can plant that shit anywhere. Okay, so so I feel like is having drinks and accessories in the cars going to get us in legal trouble? I was just no, going to say it's... the fact that we're talking about Fast and Furious, a movie about driving, and also talking about consuming alcohol, might not mix well. Okay, don't freaking drive. All right, all right, all right, all right. I got this. I got this. I might be drunk, but I'm still the legal counsel. So, hi, boys and girls. This is your Auntie Laura talking to you. Drinking alcohol while driving or directly after drinking alcohol is bad. Bad things happen to you. So, please don't do it. There you go. We're safe now. You can continue on with your lives. Good, good work. I'm going to use that exact recording when I need to talk to somebody about the dangers of drunk driving. Good. <laughs> this is your Auntie Laura. Yep. Knock, your sh knock off your fucking shit and don't be assholes. We should have Love your Auntie. Can we have your Auntie Laura be a thing that we constantly tell people that we, where we give people advice? Yeah. So every time we need a disclosure for people not to do stupid fucking shit, I'll have Auntie Laura corner where I go, hi, boys and girls. It's your Auntie Laura. Don't do stupid fucking things like punch Nazis in the face because they probably have more expensive lawyers than you and will sue you. Instead, hire someone else to do it or do it legally in court or over Twitter anonymously. Love, Laura. There we go. All right, so I think we've got all the sequels. We've got the merchandising. We should have toy cars, action figures, action figures with lots of guns. This is going to, oh, and disclaimers. Um, we So we've got ourselves, this movie's going to make easily a billion dollars. And the merchandising is going to eat almost double that. So we've got ourselves a, a business empire of a franchise here. What are we going to call it? Two Blues, Two Brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's I think that's that's it. This the turned out perfectly. We made the most epic car mashup movie of all time, and I think that's indisputable. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Remake a Movie. Connor, play us out. I'm gonna take those jabronis down I'm gonna take those jabronis down Lay the smack down on their candy Yes, I'm gonna take those jabronis down I tried to catch the brothers with no avail guy on their tail. The Illinois Nazis, the worst bad guys of all. Someone's gotta defeat them, I'll answer that call. I wanna save the world they want to destroy. But does this make me allies with Ben and the boys? They're fighting a force of evil and hate. I'll team up with them if that's what it takes. I've gotta kick some ass. But let me flex out of my cast I'm gonna take those jabronis down I'm gonna take those jabronis down Lay the smack down on their candy ass I'm gonna take those jabronis down Is that what you think, Illinois Nazis? You think you're gonna win? It doesn't matter what you think! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Remake a Movie. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you want to support us, like, subscribe, and if you're listening on Apple, rate us five stars. We're available on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Remake a Movie, and send us your ideas for which movies we should remake next. Thank you so much, and see you next time.